0: how's it going everybody it is episode 96 here on hawaii football now jordan Helly, hunter hughes back with you our guy jonathan on the controls producing this episode big thanks to spectrum one hawaii usa federal credit union for sponsoring the pod uh we record this wednesday june 28th just after 7 a.m hawaii time kind of our usual record time uh set to release this tomorrow thursday june 29th uh the usual Release date uh, for the past ninety-five weeks uh, as we've uh, powered on here, especially throughout the summer on Hawaii football. Now, a uh, quick little opening drive. We'll go cross promotion again. Uh, Hunter's shockers and swings uh, podcast digital show on the ESPN Honolulu family of networks. We got a ton of content, by the way. You can always check it out on YouTube, Facebook, all the other spots that uh, on the website as well, where uh, all the content is posted. Uh, Our guy, got Jonathan uh, playing a key role in a lot of those things as well. But uh, shock the swings going strong. Uh, and Hunter, you had uh, a few of the the uh guys on the pod that we can look forward to, right?
1: That's right. Uh, played with uh, Braden Shager, Jake Farrell, and uh, punter Ben Falk this past Monday. We went to uh, a couple A and played a little two man scramble. Uh, nice against uh, Jake Farrell and um um Braden Shager good god did they figure out how to chip it was uh <laughs> I mean the, the, about a month ago I played with those guys as well and they were not playing to that caliber I was like oh this is gonna be a a fun little show and they they put up five birdies against us they made five birdies as a team we they, so they've clearly been practicing is they what have. oh my gosh and Shager's confidence was through the roof which. Hey, I'm a fan. If if we can keep that guy's spirits and vibes as high as possible, heading into week zero whenever they go to Nashville, I'm a fan of that. There you go. Yeah.
0: Keep keep the spirits high. Keep the confidence rolling. Um, did you guys like put uh, Ben through some some passing drills? It seems like a very quarterback centric uh, foursome there. Uh, and then then you got Ben Falk, uh, who uh, he can boot it a mile. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, is is he uh, is he in the running for like emergency quarterback? Is that is that was that uh, his entrance into the group?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I figured it out. He is kind of like the version of me on the team where he worked at a golf course and gets them on for free. So he's uh, he's the plug. Um, really nice guy. First time I've actually really gotten to meet him. He's a um, big left-handed golfer, and I'm a lefty as well. So that was kind of cool to share a cart together with that. And um, I was most intrigued to uh, watch a punter talk a little trash. And uh, it turns out he's just really, really nice. (laughs) Um, Anytime something would go down, you know, Jake and Braden would would have, you know, kind of a a repartee and just something in the chamber. And Ben was like, we got to bounce back we got to bounce back. Okay. You know, it's not over yet. And you're like, I, I need you to get a little angry. Okay. Um, Yeah. So really, really fun time. I got them all to agree to do a 2.0. So uh, once that one's up, uh, get excited for another one. Cause uh, we need redemption at this point. Uh, Farrell and Shager absolutely handled. So uh, we're going to need to uh, raise the stakes and try to go at it again. There you go. All right. Yeah. Make sure Ben's out there practicing. How many times have you been able to like share a cart with a
0: fellow left-handed player? Very few. Uh, that's usually, Any match, it's been a lot.
1: That's usually the running joke is, uh, uh, Hey, what's wrong. You're standing on the wrong side of the tee. Um, there's something strange about your clubs, yada, yada, yada. You guys are, I thought we, we uh, killed all you guys off, you know, that the the list goes on and on, but uh, it was good to be fairly represented on this, this thing. It was a two V two lefty versus righty. So uh, yeah, good time as always. Awesome. And uh, when does that uh, drop? When are we? Um, I need to talk to our guy, Jonathan, actually. All right. uh, right. uh, Yeah. We'll be working on that a little bit more, but probably within the next week or so. Nice. There's a lot of
0: editing that goes into it. It's not like you just, uh, you know, you upload it on Instagram Live or something. Um, it's, It's a higher production quality with ESPN. We can tell you that for sure. All right, moving on here before we hit the game time, I want to remind you that Hawaii Football Now is brought to you by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. Originally opened in 1936 as a credit union for educators, Hawaii USA has inspired a culture of giving that is rooted in education and has since become Hawaii's largest credit union and expanded to other areas of community need that impact financial health including healthcare, housing and hunger to learn more please visit hawaiiusafcu.com all right game time here on episode 96 of hfn jordan hunter along with you we uh we got our guy Al from va who is just uh, uh the most prolific commenter on our, our youtube page um and i think nobody has come close even though uh we've got a couple of regulars on there and always want to give them some shout outs as well tyler scott um tyler and scott uh dropping a line but one thing that al has been clamoring for has been like i love how he calls it like the coach cody cook dashboard i think there's something to that um but uh but basically he like um you know i think he's not alone in this a lot of the diehard uh fans right which there are always more than i think people give the the program credit for like there are a fair amount of people who kind of like live this um and uh we appreciate you guys tuning in uh every week on Hawaii football now uh but one thing is like he's like wanting to see the progress like the off-season progress right like they're locked in during the season they they see the results the on the field stuff spring practice but he like wants to like learn about the the weight room the strength and conditioning progress um And as we mentioned on like a previous episode, it's not always kind of easy to track that, you know, it's, they, they don't want everybody to know all their secrets and whatnot. Uh, but I think uh, Steven side the whole little star advertiser, um, great guy uh, and uh, beat writer for university of white football. I I'm, I'm thinking he might read the comments on our YouTube page uh, and uh, is, is getting content ideas from Al from VA because you know what we do the exact same thing. So shout out to Al. Um, when it comes down to it but uh steven recently putting
1: was the one in a, the lab
0: uh, a uh article in the paper the other day so uh shout out to Stephen for tracking down a lot of these numbers uh he gets uh he gets the good kind of access for sure uh but uh he had uh put some put some numbers out there so we're gonna we're gonna update that and i was kind of curious to ask you hunter as well as uh, as somebody who's gone through these summers and these programs and kind of seeing seeing some of the progress and and i'm sure you can you can shine the light on on kind of what this is like for for a lot of these players but to nobody's surprise Tylen Hines um has been putting in work um I'm kind of curious because Stephen uh which I'm sure he gets from the team uh classified him as a super back not a running back, not a slot back, just a super back um which is, which sounds like something you get at like the the Simon shop you know you get like the super yeah. Simon which has like everything in it um but uh basically coach cook tell him that uh, pound for pound town the strongest guy on the team he can squat 500 pounds um he's a dude that's like you know what's tylen about 170 something pounds maybe uh but the dude is sturdy. uh right uh just putting up putting up big time weight uh and uh kind of curious to get your thoughts hunter on uh, on tylen on the categorization of super back um i think that's what is that what they ended up calling uh Debo, uh in San Francisco? Like they were yeah, trying to come up with probably. like a, a term, like a wide back or whatever. I don't know. He's a football player, uh, is what he is. Uh, and I think that's what Tylen Hines is. Uh, and a guy I think we can expect to get a lot of touches this coming season.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I don't know if there's more hype around someone heading into this season for University of Hawaii than Tylen Hines. Um he was kind of our best kept secret towards uh, the end of the season last year and then they started incorporating him into more stuff and that got me and you excited and we started talking about it a little bit over here on man what what could we do if we incorporate that guy in the uh um in the the passing game as well as the running game uh and, and he's just our version of Darren Sproles kind of um for for lack of a better term um This actually doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Typically some of the faster guys with exception to wide receivers and DBs, um, not always, but usually their squat games are through the roof Um, and uh, especially running backs, Uh, running backs that have a more uh, compact frame uh, that don't have to go down near as far for, um, for squats can, can throw weight around better than anybody i think of a uh, fellow walk on who made it right around the same time as i did during the chow era um chris joes uh was uh, uh a wide uh, a walk on running back and he could squat well over 500 pounds i watched it it's incredible <laughs> um and uh also ran a 4340 so it's uh something paired with that squat and uh and just overall raw speed so um you know my my only worry concern is the minute you start getting over you know 500 pounds it's like okay we get you're strong let's let's keep you healthy because uh we don't want a tweak in the back um just weight rooms can get gnarly as you know jordan and uh, th- that's my one thought there is we start getting into those numbers. Um, let- let's keep them healthy for sure. So that that's my one main concern about, about that. Um, but kind of to your, your point of uh, documenting some of that stuff, I would love to see, you know, something for max week where the whole team is around and you- you'll see those videos of, you know, everybody hyping them up, you know, the, Strength and conditioning coach in our case, Coach Cook walking up and smacking the guy across the face or something like that. It's just raw and intense. And everyone's like, Oh my goodness, are they allowed to do that? Who cares? Here we go. He's and there's like six plates on both sides. Um, I remember uh, Keelan Evelico, actually, your uh, your Maui boy, um, when and it, it, I want to say this too, each coaching staff is different. How they conduct their max week is very, very different depending on what type of program they have you running. But uh, Keelan, when they were testing our pull-ups, it wasn't how many pull-ups you could do. It was how much weight could you have around your um, waist with a weight belt and do one. And I watched Keelan Evelico, do a pull-up with six 45s around his waist, six. I had two of them in my hand, and there were two other guys with two 45s, and that brother did a full pull-up with I, – I can't do that math. It's it's too early on a on a Wednesday for for that kind of math, Jordan, but unbelievable feat of human accomplishment. So I know that that would get phenomenal um, – uh buy-in tune in whatever you want to call it on on social if uh they wanted to throw that stuff out there that that, that, that's as much fun as a regular football game man watching these guys throw weight around yeah it's 270 pounds um being pulled up
0: plus obviously his body weight yeah keelan was uh built a little differently uh (laughs) that's incredible um yeah i'm with you for for talent hines right these running backs obviously the low Power for lower half is going to be absolutely critical. You're shedding tackles, bouncing off dudes, sturdy. Um, I'm curious exactly how um, they are going to deploy him. Uh, We we saw shades of it during spring. Uh, He is so versatile. He can play basically anywhere um, on the field, on offense. And then, heck, he was playing a bunch of special teams last year like the dude is is, – it's just a just Swiss army knife. Right. Um, and, and a weapon there, uh, speaking of massive squats, uh, offensive lineman, Maurice Ta'ala, uh, currently according to Steven side, the, uh, the team leader in squats, uh, just putting up a light six seventy five, um, which, you know, if, if you're an offensive lineman, you can, you can get up there a little bit more, uh, without maybe having the, the same hundred concerns of, of injury of like 176 pound guy putting up 500 pounds, but, uh, yeah, Mo's, um, he's moving some weight
1: the um the bar usually bends somewhere around 375 400 so that that must have looked like a pool noodle on his back at 675 that's incredible yeah you need like reinforced
0: concrete or something uh at that
1: point wow
0: yeah that's 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 barely fitting plates on um at the end of the bar. Yeah, that's that's big time there. Uh some other reports, uh courtesy again of uh Stephen Say of the Honolulu Star advertiser. Brayden Shager uh apparently has upped his max squat 50 pounds from 405 to 455. So he's not moving um anything insignificant. Uh dude's putting in some work as well and and apparently and you just saw him uh and so we'll bring it up again but uh apparently has added about 10 pounds of muscle. He's up to about two twenty five. He was always kind of a you know had a good build to him, even when he came in as as a youngster, you know, under Coach Graham and, and had to play quite a bit, um, but uh, up up to two twenty five has added a bit of a little bit of uh, a bulk to him as well, which is uh, I think encouraging. Hopefully,
1: helps with some of the
0: durability. But uh,
1: he is he is filling out quite nicely. He'll uh, need that squat to be over five hundred pounds to outdrive me, though. I'd like uh, that to be mm. well stated on Hawaii football now. Um, but no, uh, he's uh all those guys that i played golf with are built well, uh, below, uh, below the waist. So I, I think that's, that's sign of good things to come. And, uh, you might be thinking, what well, why do QBs need to squat? That's actually where their power comes from. Mm-hmm. That's where all of your power to throw the football comes from your legs and your booty, uh, believe it or not. So, um, that's, that's very encouraging and yeah, Shea has put it on up here. Um, which is also a good sign for taking hits, uh, concussion protocol, all that stuff. The The more you can put up here to kind of just tighten everything up, you, your head's not going to um, get blown over to the side nearly as much. And um, that, that should mean he's on the field more often. So all of this is really, really encouraging at this point in the offseason, Jordan. Yeah, he's a guy I think came in, right? He just looks so young. When he started,
0: yeah. and he still kind of got that that look to him, and and God bless him, uh. But uh, yeah, he's starting to, I think, physically right. He's starting to to kind of look like a guy who's now been in college ball for a few years now, and uh, yeah. I think not only you know from a confidence and command standpoint, kind of growing into the role, but literally growing into that role as being you know QB one of a of a program such as this. So that that's pretty cool to see. Um and a guy that uh has taken command of things and, and apparently even though not out driving Hunter able to able to uh get up and down maybe a little bit better uh with uh with his guy I, Jake I, I
1: gotta throw that in there. I gotta throw that in there as all those guys were like a foot taller than me. So I'm like, goodness, I, I, I gotta get up on them with something. And the putts weren't dropping, so hey, we're we're sticking with long drives.
0: Yeah, that's uh hey, that's what people come for, right? That's what they come to see. That's that's chicks dig the long ball. Uh that's all I gotta say. Uh the other guy of note, Nick Seneca, if you remember him last year, right? Came in Canadian receiver, um, had to get some things sorted out in terms of paperwork and all these kind of things. Um, didn't go through training camp, kind of kind of arrived right as the season started as this extreme unknown. Uh, but a guy that people kind of immediately were perked up about because they were like hey, what's what's this guy who's this guy right he, he kind of looked apart. um and limited action last year but potentially especially with the the four wide um or at least the, the run and shoot look right they could have a tight end in there um a guy who could maybe fit right in but um uh, <clears throat> he's put on like 20 pounds of muscle uh he's up to about 193 pounds which is a good size uh for some of these wide outs uh so uh, another of note um in a receiving core that I think has kind of flown under the radar. I, I think you read some of the preview magazines, uh, some of the prognostication articles on different publications online and whatnot. Um, I think talk about the lack of production returning from a wide receiver core, but I, I, I do think with the the repurposed offense and the talent in the room, I think this is a group that uh, people are sleeping on. And uh, I like Seneca. I'm, I'm one of those people that kind of bought in early on. I think he's a dude who can ball.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really up on Nick, um, and so so is the coaching staff. I, I feel like they the ceiling is very high on this kid, and a lot of times with receivers, the the missing ingredient is just reps. Reps at this level, reps with um, game like speed, getting out of your breaks, uh, getting comfortable, uh, catching in traffic, catching on the run. Uh, good thing with him is he's he's long and lanky and uh kind of um jellowy and flexible if jelloy is a word on this fine wednesday um that's kind of my observation of him and usually with guys like that they uh are fluid and fast and so man if if we can if we can get guys like him open they're going to be dangerous in this run and shoot yeah and and again uh putting on some put on some muscle as well to go
0: along with the uh the the length and uh jelloiness. I, I like that. Um paints a good picture in the mind. Um we got 15 newcomers scheduled um to uh to arrive here or shortly or have already arrived for strength and conditioning, kind of this next phase of the summer to get them ready for the start of training camp. Four weeks away, by the way. Um training camp starting. I, I think it's like twenty eight days as of the time this podcast comes out uh if i did my math correct uh but again 15 newcomers coming in including again shouts to al from va uh ian eddie Ose katia and uh tight end travion williams we didn't mention this uh i think yet previously on the pod it was reported uh i believe last week um travion williams former division two basketball player who like just picked up football played it uh cal state San Stanislaus slate Stanislaus state say that 10 time, times fast yeah uh in California dude uh has three years to play two seasons of football remaining uh he's got a 37 inch vertical he's six foot five and 230 pounds um who is like many a, a basketball player over the years uh trying to make the conversions to football measurables real nice athleticism great uh was a big time rebounder at Stanislaus State um again trying to get that correct. Yeah. Uh, so uh, some of those guys coming in, uh, I believe Hunter that uh, Eddie has arrived already. Yep. Is, is that correct? Uh, so he was I one of really those good. guys. I know Al was yeah. asking for updates. It's like, well, eh, we don't kind of know yet because he's not here. Uh, but apparently he's here.
1: Uh, yep. So get excited, folks.
0: Hopefully. We have no idea what this is going to work out to be. But uh, the dude can run.
1: I mean, I mean uh, for, for our guy, Al for VA, even if it's just for him, word on the street is Eon Eon is on the uh the Oaha Oahu AHU. Uh <laughs> so uh yeah, I I've heard that he's here. I heard that uh they're trudging forward towards camp. Uh they're just uh wanting to make sure he can catch a football. So I actually had a really fun convo with um w- with the guys when we were playing golf about this where they were like, ah, oh, we're not really sure. I'm like, hey, Scott Harding didn't play a down of football until he he got over here, and we all know what happened with him. So athletes can be taught how to play um how to play football in the interest of uh, this tight end Travion Williams. I think rebounding has phenomenal uh, carryover from basketball to football. Um, if you're six five two thirty and can jump thirty seven inches. Um, good chance you're going to be able to catch a back shoulder, Jordan. Um, especially if you're that big. You've also just physically got big hands, and uh, the the beauty of the the modern wide receiver glove it it's it's like uh, just having tack all over your all over your hands. So they're going to be just fine. I, I have no worries about either of these guys, and probably most excited about those two coming in than really anybody else. Than maybe some of the Bishop Gorman guys. But um, yeah, really, really excited to see what these guys can do for us. Yeah, I, I I'm with
0: you. Like the these guys, I test for sure, right? right. Obviously with with Williams and and he's going to be able to pluck balls and and as you mentioned, you know, eyeballs, back shoulders. Who knows what he turns into? Again, he's got three years to play, two seasons. He could conceivably red shirt this year and and get him ready for next. Who knows? Who knows what the plan is there, and then uh, and then with Eddie Josekitia, those unfamiliar. Um, although I think we've got a lot of the the repeat listeners, right? Um, international level sprinter uh, out of New Zealand, and um, has has run some ridiculous times uh, in the in the 100 meters. That is his specialty, uh, but uh, has decided to give uh, American football a try uh, and decided to come to Hawaii. And uh, who knows? what they can turn him into. I'm, I'm with you Uh, again. Those are just two of the the scheduled 50 newcomers. As we saw last year, the roster is ever evolving guides will um, be coming through as well. Um, Williams is another scholarship guy. If I uh, understand that correctly, we'll say Katia was a signee scholarship signee during the, uh, during the early period this past off season. So, yeah, that that's that's going to be exciting to see how these guys all work into the uh, into the offense. Uh, we mentioned they're four weeks out from the start of train camp. The player run practices are kind of in full swing right now, uh, and so I was just kind of curious how to, before we hit the halftime break, kind of get your perspective on on where these guys are at now, how they start working these dudes in uh, to some of these player run practices and. And what uh what things are gonna look like here over the next you know two to three weeks uh as they get ready for camp. Uh because this is, you know, kind of a kind of an important time. Uh it's a little bit of a lull for the fans, but uh for the players,
1: like things are things are really heating up right now. Yeah. Uh just out of curiosity, is Travion Williams coming in for this season? Uh as
0: far as I know. That was my understanding. Yeah, Uh, we can double check on that. But yeah, my my understanding is that that he was.
1: I love that this coaching staff can just find guys out there. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we have to do at University of Hawaii is find, you know, a D two basketball player looking to make the jump, and he's got a body that we can use. Like, why not? Let's just let's give it a shot on a guy like this. I I love the kind of. Playing in the trenches in uh, the recruiting and uh, building up this roster game, but uh, yeah, to uh, your your point of where the guy's at with, with all of this, um, uh, I don't want to air too much of our um, secret stuff. But uh, the beauty of having our facility, our field right in front of the coach's office, is the coaches can run practice without being at practice, and so. Uh, They can watch over the practice from up in their, their offices, text us what they want to see. Um, Hey, get this guy in there. um, Swap this guy out. Hey, run, run that one more time. So there are ways around compliance. So uh, um, that's definitely, I think going on at this point uh, in the process Uh, in terms of plugging and playing uh, guys into uh, the offense uh with a guy like Eddie, I would think that they're giving him uh basic uh basic routes to run at this point. Um not wanting to overload him too quick. I I from what I've heard, still very early in the football development um phase of kind of the process. And so I think with him it would be get with one of the QBs and play catch every day, even if it's only for 10 minutes let's let's get you comfortable with that uh that spinning rock going towards you and it's not a rugby ball it's it's a football so let's practice using those hands and uh um with, with him if he's an international sprinter got no worry about him being physically and uh um uh, just tactically ready for season so I, i'm sure it's a different kind of lift um but uh he's he's going to be ready Uh, come season it's more just is the football development going to be at the point that we can utilize him um, early in the season it might take a little bit of time so that's that's my thought thought out there and kind of wanted to uh, set the expectations um, realistically for our Hawaii football audience out there that I don't know if he's going to be running verts uh, first play from scrimmage against Vandy so we need to uh, kind of keep all of that checked and at bay but uh, yeah I'm I'm as curious as anybody Jordan how they're going to incorporate these tight ends into the Timmy Chang run and shoot era um, mm-hmm. as well as the rest of the offense which was still pretty much in the, uh, the early stages of uh, the building process back in the spring so um a lot still yet to do a, a lot still yet to um discover as an offense so all of that is um still in front of us yeah I'm I'm excited um uh, Eddie a little older
0: right he's 22 yeah. uh coming in you know you, the the Scott Harding comparisons again, I think Scott was even a little bit older than that uh when he came over uh he's run 1008 is the New Zealand record. Uh, in the 100 meters uh 10.03 in the 100 yards uh, and he looks like his, megatron yeah he's he's a big dude uh he's gone wow. 20.76 which is the under 20 national record in new zealand uh in the 200 his fastest there but the 100 is is definitely uh his deal but yeah i mean he can run 100 yards in 10.03 seconds uh so you know when they're when they're doing 110s or something on the field he might be uh leaving some dudes in the dust, uh, ran six, eight, seven in the, uh, 60 meters. So this guy, uh, this guy can, can leg it out for sure. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the first half. We'll go ahead take a little bit of a break here, quick one, and, uh, come back for the second half. Where we'll kind of bounce around ping pong around some topics, including another local commit for the university of Hawaii. It's been a good last few weeks for Coach Timmy Chang on the recruiting trail. All right, uh, more Hawaii football now when we return. This is Hawaii football now from ESPN Honolulu. At second halftime here on HFN, this is episode 96. Jordan Hunter back with you. Um, Looking ahead, Hawaii getting a verbal commitment from another local kid, this time in the class of 2025. We had covered over the last couple of weeks Uh, Five guys in the class of 2024, those are rising seniors that have given their verbal commitment to the University of Hawaii, Uh, and the momentum's still going. Uh, Titan Lackaden, who is a rising junior who has played two seasons at St. Louis School, verbally commits to the University of Hawaii, uh, making him really kind of the first local kid uh, of the class of 2025, and so it's a long ways to go. Like, it's still basically 18 months before he can even sign Uh, in December of 2024 at the earliest possible date Uh, a name that I think will be very familiar to the those who follow the University of Hawaii program you remember it was about six years ago that uh Rolo when when it was kind of the rage like Lane Kiffin was doing it Harbaugh was doing it um and it became like this this thing but they were offering like seventh graders sixth graders eighth graders right it's like all right well this guy hasn't even played high school football yet uh Rolo one had an offer tight lack him when he was 11 years old 11 years old he was playing like pylon and, and flag football and just tearing it up not a big guy by any stretch of the imagination still isn't uh but dude can play uh and so he was offered by Rolo back as an 11 year old obviously a couple of coaching changes since nick rolovich's departure timmy chang and his staff come in you know basically re-offer titan uh after a stellar sophomore season last year we had 61 catches for 821 yards six touchdowns uh in nine games for st louis last year uh and he is he has offered his commitment uh again he is kind of your prototypical run and shoot slot back uh he is your prototypical uh, pass catching slot receiver, very much out of that mold that St. Louis has produced year after year. He's like 5'9 ish, uh, like 150, 160 pounds. Again, not a big guy, but he can run routes. He is smart. He's been around football for a long, long time. His brother Jake, um, played for Rolo up at, uh, up in Nevada, Reno. So there's another kind of Hawaii, Reno connection, right? With, uh, with Timmy, obviously, having spent time there. As well, obviously, not necessarily with uh, Titan's brother, but, the, you know, it's kind of all in the family, right? St. Louis, Reno, all these connections, now the University of Hawaii. And uh, and so here's another local boy who has sort of said very similar things in terms of what drew him to the University of Hawaii. Uh, talked about kind of also, you know, appreciating the fact that they believed in him so early on uh, when he was an 11-year-old. Uh, but also the the way that the new coaching staff is is going about things, wanting to restore uh, Hawaii football to to glory, if you will, and uh, and has also kind of picked up the mantle in trying to convince some of his fellow local boys to stay home. So more headway. That's six local kids uh, in the last basically three weeks for the University of Hawaii that have verbally committed here.
1: It's fantastic. You you want to talk about a flex, Jordan? You're walking a class in sixth grade. And you look over at your buddy, going, "Hey, uh, just so you know, in case you forgot, I'm uh, I just got offered to go to University of Hawaii, and uh, I've got three years before high school even starts." Um, when when did you get your offer? Oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I know it's still sensitive. I I would have been talking all the trash if I was Titan. This is fantastic, fantastic. Um, and the the other cool thing is he's been on record to say that he wants to kind of lead by example and set the precedent for other, um, you know, highly touted local recruits to stay home. Um, It just shows a bigger worldview, um, a bigger perspective um, than just himself. I think now that you mentioned a little bit more of his story about him having an older brother that played D one football at Nevada, um, kind of being around this, uh, for the better part of his life. I could see just that well-rounded it's not about me kind of mindset. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been very impressed with this young man, uh, Josh Pacheco and I have, I've covered this story a little bit on, on off the bench. And, uh, it, it speaks to kind of the leadership abilities that I see kind of forming in, in a kid like this. And, uh, it's really, really exciting to see. Yeah, no, he, he uh, as you mentioned, he has been kind of around it. He's been
0: through it. He's very mature for his age, and and it's partly it because uh, you know he was grabbing national headlines as an 11 year old. He's got obviously the role models. Uh, his dad's a a, a longtime coach. Has uh, has a great support system around him with his brother, um, and, and a guy who I think is is pretty exciting because he's another not only a local kid, but kind of fits the idea of where this program is going uh, in terms of that run and shoot very, uh, you know, he, he might even be bigger, at least height-wise, than like Koali Nishigai, who I think is, I, I'm a huge, huge fan, and I think is in line for for a breakout season. Uh, but one of those St. Louis receivers, right? In fact, uh, the quotes in, in um, Stephen Sy's article um, from, from uh, St. Louis, now head coach, Ron Lee, who has coached some really good ones, uh, including a lot of guys at the University of Hawaii when he was there, Um, he said, Titan is quicker than Chad Owens. Uh, He's unbelievable. At this point in time, he's ahead of Chad as a junior in high school. Uh, Chad Owens, of course, former Roosevelt great, completely under the radar uh, before he showed up at the University of Hawaii uh, and just broke onto the scene and, uh, of course, had a terrific professional career, was CFL MVP uh, up north in canada um but that's what i think is another underrated aspect of the run and shoot is it creates a venue for undersized overlooked but extremely talented local kids to play and succeed and excel um at the next level like it it lends perfectly to a type of athlete that you know, Hawaii produces kind of on a regular basis. I'm not saying everybody's Chad Owens, uh, but there are a lot of dudes who can play who maybe aren't going to get taller than five eight, five nine. Uh, but in an offense like the run and shoot,
1: it's it, they fit in just perfectly. You uh, put a- and, and I think Titan's one of those guys. Yeah, would you put him on the same level as like a Roman Wilson who ended up going to Michigan? Different kind of receivers, I would okay. say. Um, you know,
0: I think it's kind of interesting because you know guys like roman wilson i think the quarterback play at st louis isn't quite what it was um yeah. you know especially during that stretch when when cal was back uh as the head coach and 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 they were they were pumping right um from from tua to 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 uh to shevin Seven. and then delora to, to, right to delora right and so yeah. you know guys like roman wilson they they were playing on st louis teams that were like legit like top 15 in the country uh, St. Louis isn't quite that yet. They're still really, really good. Um, they will likely still have very above average quarterback play, um, but just, you know, maybe not like NFL, <laughs> you yeah. know, all-conference in, in Division One quarterback play. Yet, I could be proven wrong. No, Don't get me wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, so a little different look. And, and Roman was, man, he was such a speedster on the outside, uh, Titan working on the inside. Yeah, I, I would I would say more like a Kowali Nishigaya. Uh not just because of size, but, but kind of how they operate. He's he's got great hands. Titan does. Um and uh really smart. Really, really cerebral when it comes to to operating in a slot. And and you know how that goes, man. The running shooting, these guys yeah. and, and how they can dissect and and awesome. and redefenses post snap, pre snap, and 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 adjust routes. Uh he he's he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys, I think. Uh in somebody that, that we can get pretty excited about uh going forward. So you know these guys, they get they get that schooling at St. Louis, and, and it translates quite nicely. Um, but yeah, he's 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 uh, if again if if everything works out, he ends up at the University of Hawaii. I think he fits in with what they're trying to do
1: really well. Yeah, no, I I couldn't be more hmm, couldn't be more excited. I'm trying to think back to a season that I've been more more excited for I the only the only other time would be maybe the 2019 season uh, heading into that one because we knew we were gonna have a chance to uh, go after the Mountain West and uh, right now it's excitement mixed with curiosity with um, so much newness in front of us Uh, they didn't quite commit to the run and shoot preseason last year um not to the same level that they are right now uh Timmy was still very, very much getting his feet wet uh, as a head coach and all of that kind of stuff but uh yeah, we're at the point now Jordan with uh um guys being put into different positions and uh we've had a solid year and a half of getting reps under our belt to uh have some have some healthy excitement and healthy expectations for what this year could, could unfold. Yeah. I'm with you. I think, you know, it reminds me of 2018
0: a lot, just yeah. because of the, the run and shoot, run and shoot uh, propaganda, if you will. Like I I drink all of it. Uh, I'm, I'm in, uh, I, I, I'm a big believer as I know you are in the offense. And I think, you know, I'm not saying they're going 10 and five, like 2019. I'm not even saying they're going when they end up eight and five or whatever it was uh, in 2018. But I think the momentum is there and, and I am very optimistic that this team can take a leap and improve off of the three wins last year. And, and heck the, the future looking not bad as well. When you, when you factor in all these recruits and guys that have, have bought in, you'll continue to keep those guys bought in and maybe bring more guys into the fold. If you can win with football games as well in the fall. Like the the more wins they rack up in the fall, the more that people are going to get up on the hype train and the recruits are going to, you know, start, uh, start really coming aboard.
1: Open door policy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of open doors before, uh, we
0: kind of wrap things up on the two minute drill, uh, Hunter, you're going to, uh, to some open spaces. I guess you got to get into the plane first, but, uh, speaking of local recruits,
1: you're, uh, you're on your way to Molokai, right? To, uh, to, to conduct a little, little clinic, uh, second year in a row. That's right. Yeah. This Saturday, uh, going to be over on Molokai for the day, uh, team up with uh fellowship of Christian athletes and, uh, uh Molokai high up there on the Hill. And, uh, uh you were telling me they play eight man football. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, eight man football. Yeah. So, uh, I, I had them run and run and shoot routes last year and we, uh, we picked them apart. So I'm I'm really looking forward to uh kind of dicing it up with them again and teaching some QB play. Um it's always a fun time to jump over there and uh it's just it's so different. I, I, I loved it. So uh yeah, this will be kind of my second year under my belt over there, and it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, Molokai is a great place just when
0: you break it down, and, and then obviously the football program has had a lot of success. They play eight player football. Uh, I love it. it. It's great. It is wildly entertaining. Uh, if you can if you can master a little bit of a passing game, a little run and shoot, there's so much space out there. They play on a little bit of a narrower field, a little bit of a shorter field as well. But it's, I mean, you you take three guys off the field, man. There is so much space uh, to be had. They got all kinds of athletes over there. Um, the MIL. Like yeah, like yeah. Canadian Canadian the style. MIL is the, the only league now that plays A player football in Lanai uh and Seabury Hall so it's uh it's a really entertaining brand of football and and great for those smaller communities right those smaller schools to to still have football uh I I'm a I'm a big proponent. uh it is cool stuff
1: yeah we're, we're gonna be working footwork getting the ball out of our hands quick um and uh taking what the defense gives us so uh yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it and um hopefully I don't uh run out of the chance to uh, do it again next year because uh i'm I'm liking this every summer go over to molokai for the day
0: yeah it's it's not a bad gig man enjoy that uh coach michael holly uh the farmers head coach a great guy as well uh so uh have fun over there and um you know eat all the good good food that i'm sure they're gonna cook for you guys as well uh it's uh usually one of the highlights all right uh quick little ot two minute drill to get us up out of here uh, kind of wanted to switch gears a little bit. Wanted to uh, send some shakas, our to, uh, law to Neil Everett, who wrapped up uh, an incredible run at ESPN. Uh, did his last episode of sports Center. I believe it was last Friday night. Um, he had been there for over 20 years after quite a long stretch here in Hawaii, uh, working um, at the small college level, then obviously uh, getting in news and sports casting and, and finding his way to Bristol. Uh, and was kind of part of a, a, a nice little glory era of sports Center, man, when it really meant something, uh, kind of grew up with him and uh, always took Hawaii wherever he went, which was really cool and, and anchored and started that L.A. Sports Center with Stan Verrett all those years ago and had still been doing it. Uh, and was always a big proponent of the University of Hawaii sports as well, would always try to squeeze in those highlights. And, of course, obviously when Hawaii football was cooking, um, most recently, kind of lent the soundtrack to some of the University of Hawaii men's volleyball hype videos as they got ready for national championship runs. Uh, always, always uh, held Hawaii near and dear. Uh, and uh, who knows? Will probably be. He's still. It's not like he's retiring full time or anything like that. I think he's still going to do some work uh, with the t- Portland Trail Blazers. Had done some TV work for them last year. The uh, Spokane native went to the University of Oregon, um, and. Uh, you know, but uh, maybe with a little more free time, we'll probably see him uh, back in Hawaii a little bit more, I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, I always just, just wanted to send a little shout out there, man. It was uh, a little tough, man. I, I know uh, ESPN's kind of going through some revamping and, um, you know, budget cuts and all things like that. And his contract was kind of coming to an end. But uh, yeah, you, you could tell by the outpouring of um, of notes from, from co-workers, guys like Scott Van Pelt and everything in between. But uh, just wanted to send our aloha. To Neil, and uh, we'll miss him on SportsCenter,
1: man, but I know he's still got a lot to give. Yeah. Um, whenever I introduce myself to people and they ask what I do, and I say I work for ESPN Honolulu, um, one of the few questions that follows is, Oh, do you know Neil Everett? Yeah. Um, and uh, similar, whenever they find out I played football, Oh, did you play with Colt Brennan? <laughs> so he is unquestionably like the standard for guys that made it in kind of our business, Jordan at the next level. And uh, that's the cool thing about Hawaii is people don't forget. Uh, People don't Mm -hmm. forget uh, if you did come through here and and, um, he also showed that he didn't forget his roots, where he came from. Um, Even, you know, for me, I'm originally from Chicago and Neil was one of my favorites uh, to, to watch and I don't know if you ever did this, Jordan. You know, talking at, at lunchtime, like, hey, if you could only have two um sports center hosts, who would it be? And yeah, for sure. Mine was always um uh, Stuart Scott and Neil Everett. Like those were those were my two guys. Yeah. So um really, really fun. And then to find out that he was from here originally, uh, whenever I, you know, was out here and playing football for UH, it just kind of had a a full circle kind of vibe to it, um, and then him mentoring Rob Demello and uh, that connection to the program—it's just—it's really fun, and so it almost feels like a win for the community um, to watch him go and and blossom over there. And uh, yeah, I, I hope that that's just um, the first success story of uh, many to follow.
0: Yeah, that's so funny, man. It's so true because. Like there was a time where SportsCenter anchors, right, were as big as stars on that network, um, and it was a big deal. Uh, and he used to tune into SportsCenter because you didn't have like the highlights in the palm of your hand on your phone. And it's like I didn't know the scores of a lot of these games. Like, I tuned in to find out who the heck won these games. Uh, Wait and for highlights the top 10 were, at, the, at the top of the hour. Oh man, it was the best. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Neil and 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 Stu Scott uh, on the very short list of uh, of all time uh i i love the, the the this is sports center commercial where uh he and federer writer is like ah, neil in, i'm top 10 right i'm i'm in your top 10 it's it's just uh uh there's some some really good ones there all right that'll do it for us uh big thanks to Spectrum mobile Hawaii, usa federal credit union as always uh big thanks to jonathan for putting this episode together once again uh shout out to hunter as well Always bringing the good stuff uh, and mahalo to all the uh, the viewers and commenters. As we mentioned, uh, Tyler, Scott, Al from VA dropping us a line once again. Uh, always appreciate it. Looking forward to your guys' feedback uh, on this episode as well. We'll see you next week, everybody. This has been Hawaii Football Now. You've been listening to Hawaii Football Now with Jordan Halley and Hunter Hughes, all from ESPN Honolulu.